Welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I'm your host, and I am so excited to bring to you straight from Nashville, Tennessee, the one, the only, Sherry Oakley. Sherry, it's great to have you on a new podcast. Now, she's a musician. Not only is she a musician, she did her first album at four years old. Okay, four years old. And and uh, you may recognize her from The Voice. And uh, she was on Teen Christina. So it's great to have you with us. I hope you're well. And uh, <laughs> so... Now I want to I want to go back to I would say all the way to your childhood, but from the beginning, what you can tell us um, growing up. I know that you've been singing and dancing and acting, and musical theater and and you know regular theater. Um, what was it like for you growing up? Did you have a routine? And, and tell us about. All the way up to the time, you know, um, songwriting and to the voice. We want to know. Um, well, I started singing the time I started walking. Everything kind of went hand in hand. And my mom said the minute I could form words, I was singing and humming tunes. And, um, and I grew up in a musical family. My parents met in the theater. And so I watched them perform. Um, before I could, you know, function as an independent little human being. And so mm-hmm. I, um, it was sort of, it was ingrained in me, you know, was, they say it's in your blood and, and I think that's really true. Um, so I grew up watching them and uh, according to my parents, I was begging to sing. I was begging to get up on stage and sing and asking them for the microphone and there was absolutely no fear of an audience. There was no fear of learning lyrics. There was no fear of anything. And so it was like, okay, fine. So I'm three years old and singing and, and you know, and I just loved every second of it. Um, and so we did an album together when I was four uh, and I sang a couple of solos on that. And um, it was something that I just, I, I did all of the time um, from church to church. We would, my dad would listen to country music and when he wasn't listening to it, I would sing 24 seven when he was listening to it, I would sing right along with it. Um, and I didn't even realize that I was writing anything at that time, but I was always coming up with my own songs and original songs and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, from the time I can remember, I was spotted by an agent when I was five and got uh, signed with the talent agent at five and then signed with a manager in New York at five and started getting called to do commercial auditions, movie auditions, theater, Mm -hmm. just everything. Um, And because uh, my parents had met the theater, we would sing in the mornings and then at night we would do these big theatrical dramas and musicals and things. Mm So kind of just was all at once for me. I never really thought of anything separate from singing. Every, you know, I did acting, but acting was always in conjunction with singing, and I made up my own songs, and that was always in conjunction with singing, and everything just kind of went together. Um, so I 
I did the voice. I had moved to Nashville at that point. Uh, I, I was on a tour and literally the bus stopped in Nashville and I got off and that's how I wound up in Nashville. I hadn't dreamed of coming to Nashville. Nashville wasn't really even on my radar of like places I want to go and like make it big. I had already had a really long career. Right. <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous. Um, but I had, I had a career as a child actress. I did a lot of theater. Um, I had a career, you know, growing up, I sang anywhere. People would pay me to sing at banquets and weddings and, um, you know, funerals, unfortunately, and, you know, just anywhere. So I, I had this sort of long career that I'd already built up. And, um, and then I came to Nashville and songwriting was a huge thing that I didn't, uh, I didn't know very well. And, and I realized it was a big part of the music industry here. And so mm -hmm. I started diving more into that and started in Christian music. And then opportunities just started opening up like crazy in country music. And so I started writing more and more uh, in country music. And um, and then I started touring with Carrie Underwood and I started touring with Gretchen Wilson. I toured with Gretchen for almost five years and uh, wrote a song for me, actually, that um, I had a deal at the time that was happening, but it mm -hmm. wasn't finalized. And then uh, that's when we wrote uh, a song that we wound up cutting. And everything started crumbling with my deal. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've just, I've lost it all. And here I've got this song and I knew this song was going to be something. Mm -hmm. And um, and I gave the song to Reba. And then I wound up doing the voice, like right in with all of that, which was kind of crazy because at this point I had done Star Search already when okay. I was a child. I remember watching <laughs> I that. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I was kind of like, well, I've already kind of done this. Like, I've been there and done that with different things. I was like, I don't really want to do another reality TV show, you know, singing mm -hmm. competition. Um, but it, the way that it opened up to me, I didn't go and audition for it. I didn't stand in line or anything like that. I sat in my kitchen and I, I Skyped with someone before a dentist appointment. And then within, like, 24 hours thing i was flown out to la and it that just is all awesome <laughs> that that is that, awesome how was it being on team christina she was amazing okay she was the last judge to be finalized so when they flew everyone out there for that first season mm -hmm. they didn't even have their judges finalized yet contractually and she mm -hmm. was the last one well, I was out there when they finally announced who the fourth judge was, um, and it was Christina. And I was like, "Well, that's strange," because for so many years I'd had this this odd comparison where people would come up to me and go, "You sound like Christina," and so it was just kind of like, <laughs> "Okay, this is weird." Um, but uh, I mean, it was a crazy experience. I think that everyone from the first season has a really, really special bond because. No one else got to experience anything like we did. We were the guinea pigs. Right. They did things with us. They didn't do with anybody else because by the second season and the third season, they had things more figured out. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly how long they needed people to stay out there, and they knew just better how to navigate everything with us. It was 
kind of like Survivor on crap meets, <laughs> meets music. That's funny. So uh, it was a crazy ride, but she was really professional. Um, she was really kind. She, um, you know, crazy talented, but very down to earth. I mean, I really, really loved every minute that I was around her. She was just really great. Really, really great. She emailed me a few personal emails mm -hmm. um, and I've sent them and, you know, keep them forever. And, you know, it just, it meant a lot to me. Uh, to get now, be before the voice, oh, go ahead. She's really awesome. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, before the voice, I I know. Well, it froze a little bit, and then it caught up all the same time. And you went, boo -boo -boo, and I was like, "You said oh, awesome," okay. and I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's awesome." <laughs> uh, before the voice, you wrote a song, "Turn on the Radio," and I believe that's the poster behind you, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Tell us about Reba, yeah. and is she as nice as everybody says she is? She's nicer. Oh. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's, um, I grew up a fan of hers because, uh, you know, for a million reasons. But for me, I grew up in that generation where she was the queen of country. She was breaking all the boundaries. Every video was massive, a big production. You know, she was the big, huge deal at the award shows. And, and I was really little, um, and very impressionable. And I, I remember watching her on television and hearing her on the radio and just going, wow. And then she started doing movies and all these different things. And so I really, uh, and so it was very surreal. You know, like I said, I wrote that song and I was really devastated because everything started crumbling for me. And then she kind of came into the picture in a very, um, I always call it a God kind of a way because it just doesn't happen like that. You know, it just like it a godsend. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have a publishing deal and I wasn't in the popular crowd. There's like a little writing circle of popular writers mm -hmm. that all write together. Don't get in that circle. You don't get any cuts. And I wasn't a part of any of that. I was this outsider that no one knew. And, um, and she heard the song and wanted the song and, um, later I toured with Kelly Clarkson and I found out that, um, Kelly was very instrumental in her cutting the song because Kelly heard it with her. I didn't mm -hmm. know that in so many ways, my life has like come full circle in all these weird ways, but to, to sit down and, and talk with her and be around her, um, not just for the number for one, but then mm -hmm. I was out on the road with Kelly. She came out a lot. Um, she's, I'm just, I'm a bigger fan of hers now than I ever was. You know, she's classy. She's, she is. you know, she's absolutely, I mean, she's confident. She's beautiful, but she's also very down to earth. Um, she knows how to talk to a person and make them feel really important, really special. And that's a really special quality. Um, she's just amazing. She's everything that you would hope she'd be and then some. That rocks. Like a bag of chips. I don't know why you made me say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you'd hope it could be in a bag of chips. There you go. <laughs> now, what can you tell us about your latest song, Work It? And when can we expect your next album? Yes. So, um, Work It is part of an EP, uh, a small collection of songs that I've done over the last few years. 
Um, it was inspired by being frustrated as a female in country music in particular, um, because I noticed I've done a lot of work as a background vocalist in the studio and touring and then, you know, as a songwriter and now as an artist. And I noticed in the last couple of years how fewer women were drastically affecting everything. Um, and mm -hmm. it was, you know, I was being called less into the studio. Um, men were now hired to sing my parts that I recorded in the studio on tour, you know, because they could kind of sing and play guitar. And so there were fewer females being used as background vocalists live. Um, I would go in to write a song and I'd say, hey, I've got this great idea. And they'd turn to me and go, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to write a song for female. No, we don't, no, uh -uh. we're not going to do that. It was immediately next before anyone would even hear an idea. And it was really frustrating. And then I signed a deal as an artist. I was like, there's got to be something I can do. But I'm a really positive person. Um, yeah. I feel like when you when you find something is really negative and really frustrating, it's like, how? what can you do about it? You know, you can sit there and be frustrated and angry, or you can find something that you can use to drive you to do something about it. And so Amen. I wanted to shine a light on a really negative um, issue in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan of the way that in pop music, there's so many songs that celebrate women. So many songs. It's very female empowerment, you know, heavy. And um, it's a great thing. And we need more of that in country music, especially with so few females. We really right. need many female empowerment songs as possible. Well, but see, I know you're like the first you're the first female country music artist that I've interviewed. And you're right. When I look at country artists, there's, you know, you've got men, 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 men. And it's yeah. great to see a female. And I love your videos. Um, I actually watched that video today. So uh, I can't wait for our audience. You got to check it out after the interview. I've placed the video, work it, uh, her, Sherry's latest video in her bio page. So be sure to check that out. Now, do you have any tours coming up that we may... Need to be aware yeah, of. yeah I, you know i'm in the process of working on everything so we've got work it we've been pushing that that's now available in gyms all over the u.s and canada um radio disney just picked up work it so i'm Yay. super excited about that. okay and um i'm excited that it's getting the traction i'm excited that people recognize that we need a song that just celebrates women and mm. everything that women do um in today's world and um so really excited about that, but now kind of shifting gears into what's the next single, exactly what is the release date, um, looking into all of that. And it takes a while to kind of line everything up so that right. you can have a, a great you know, release for the next single. So we're looking into that, and I'm simultaneously booking gigs and just kind of doing it all. So if anybody wants to book me, go to my social media site. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And the links are in her bio. <laughs> yes, yes, All in one bio. spot. All in one spot. Now, when you sit down to write a song, I, I know that you said a lot of times you just go with it and you make these songs. Um, but when you're writing them down, do you ever find yourself going back and say, should I fix this or should I move this? And, and how do you structure it? And, and do you have any tips and advice for anybody that might be, you know, in our listeners that are looking, um, that are interested in songwriting and singing and all that good jazz. 
Yes. Um, I would say um, to answer the first part of your question, um, it's every song is different. Sometimes I'll come in and I, I have just a, a small, you know, part of an idea that I want to sing about. Um, and then in the room, we kind of, it develops into what the feel is and the melody and all that will kind of happen in the room. Other times I'm way more intentional. Um, and sometimes it'll even take me weeks or even months to kind of bring a collection of thoughts and ideas together. Um, because sometimes they're really deep and they're heavy and they're this and they're that. And I want to bring them in a way where there's something mm -hmm. positive. Um, and so that'll sometimes take me a while before I bring it in. Usually I always have some type of a melody to come in as well, um, either a verse melody or a chorus melody or something that, that can kind of at least set the stage along with an idea. Um, but I always go back and I tweet. I always do. I always go back with a fine tooth comb and I always go, does it make perfect sense? Could, could I beat this line? Could I beat that mm -hmm. line? Is there something? that is more clever or something, you know, could I say this in a way that maybe is less deep <laughs> and more understandable? Um, so I always go back and I always tweak. And sometimes I do that several times. Sometimes I just do it once and there's only one or two lines that I go back on. Usually we'll do any tweaks and things before we do a final recording. Mm -hmm. um, but I say to anybody that is into songwriting or wants to get into songwriting or wants to get into music or anything. Um, first and foremost, particularly about singing, you can never learn too much. Um, if you've never taken a voice lesson, I strongly take a, a voice lesson so that you can learn proper placement, proper technique, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're out of boat and you're in these really loud environments. You know, you even need to learn how to to speak properly so that you're right. placing even just your speaking place because you know you talk all the time it's like you can wear your vocal cords down just by speaking improperly um and so i don't know if you can tell i actually give voice lessons as well <laughs> so i'm very very big on technical and taking care of yourself and your voice so i would say definitely take some good vocal lessons from someone that you you trust is reputable, someone that you've looked up. A lot of times people do things online, so mm -hmm. you don't have to find something within a local area. But if you really want to get into music, go where it's at. You know, if you want to do country music, find a way to come to Nashville. Um, Nashville's a very relationship-based town, so come here and just sit in at some writer's nights and get to know people, talk to people. It's amazing how this town works, and it's one of my favorite things about it is that you know, everyone is open to meeting new people and right. and embracing new people. And it's a really cool thing. Uh, but go where it's at. If you want to do theater, go to New York. If you want to do film, go to L.A. You have to go where the action is. You can't stay in a, in a place where there's just nothing. Right. You, there's for you and, absolutely. And you, it um, it takes. Writing, dive in. Right. Um, listen, pay attention to what is on the radio, if it's country music or if it's pop music, and, and pay attention. There's always sort of um, a rhythm to everything. So, like, you'll notice that nowadays people get to the chorus a lot quicker. So there's not these really long verses and really long pre-choruses that mm -hmm. jump right into the chorus. There's, you know, so pay attention to about how many lines are you hearing in each verse before they get to the chorus. Is it three? Is it four? Is it eight? You know, that's a good tip. 
like that. Um, because if you want things to be commercial, just listen to the radio and pay attention to little things, kind of dissect them in a way where you can go back to your own work and go, okay, I'm noticing this is too long. This is too short. This needs more of this. And, and I just, I think always, you know, paying attention to what's out there, you can go back and speak to your own work. I took a picture of us to advertise with. Yes, I did, audience. You'll have to go back into Instagram and look. So <laughs> no, I got it at a good angle. Don't worry. <laughs> I was making sure. If there, All right. is, if there is one thing that you could change about the music industry, if you could, what would it be and why? Oh, okay. Um... Yes, if there was one thing right now I could change, and I hope that my answer will be different, like really soon. But right now, I would I would change all labels and publishing companies should sign equ equally. If you sign a certain amount of men, you should sign the exact same number of women. It should be equal. It's very very unfair and it's not even remotely equal you'll run into so many labels that it's mm -hmm. like well we have this many slots for men this year that we're signing we've got one for a female right. or zero or two uh you don't find four or five well, six eight and there's slots you know there, there's so many independent artists these days too and for me i'm a scout with uh shared success music group universal music group distribution under tiffany Gaines. And I have to tell people that labels, yeah, she's contracted with many labels, but labels and distribution is different too. And, and people need to understand that distribution is just as important as getting in the studio because you want it to be heard. Out there, absolutely. Yeah, that's what distribution is, is getting your music out there. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, and sometimes it's, it's like for, I, I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, we need a label. We need a label. We need a label. What, what about distribution? You know, you, you also need, it, it's going to go hand in hand, but, um, that is a very good point. I was even unaware that they only had certain specific places open for women. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you dive into it a little deeper. It's not pretty. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll hear everyone say, yeah, it's terrible. There's just not enough on radio. Well, of course there's not. If, there, if not as many women are being signed mm -hmm. and 10 times the amount of men are being signed, what do you think you're going to hear on the radio? 10 times the amount of men versus women. It starts with the people signing it that get it out to right. the Major, you know what I mean? The commercial radio station. So we have to go to the source and fix fix what's going on at the, at yep. the source. Yep. And get to the core of it. Out, you know, who's spinning stuff and who's not spinning stuff and who's whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume you're on most streaming platforms, um, but where can our listeners follow you on social media for those that are not on our platform and they're streaming? And where can they stream your music? Well, so I'm definitely on Spotify. Um, I'm on Amazon. I'm on basically every digital platform you can have it on. <laughs> I'm on and every streaming platform you can have it on. I'm there. 
Um, if you want to go find me on social media, uh, go to my website, which is shereeoakley.com. And then my Facebook is Sheree Oakley Music. And Twitter is just Sheree Oakley. And then Instagram is probably Sheree Oakley. And that's actually what it's called. It's probably Sheree <laughs> And that's, and for our audience, that's C-H-E-R-I-E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, I wanted to ask, oh, for our, number one, for our listeners and that are not on our platform, if you go to the platform, our platform, anewpodcast.com, click Sherry's feature photo. It will take you directly to her interactive bio page where you can check out her music videos, stream, stream her latest music, and her interview is there too. And all the links to her social media. So that's all for your clicking enjoyment, of course. Now, um, if you have one thing that you could say to the world, what would it be? Hmm, just one thing. Oh, I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> Choices. Um, uh, if I could say one thing in one word, it would be grace. Grace? Grace. Everyone deserves a little grace. Everyone needs a little grace. If we give each other grace and grace is given to us, what a, what a much better world we would live in. I love that. It's so simple, <laughs> but yet holds such an impact. Grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, in the moments that you have time to do um, when you're not doing music, I don't know if you're doing anything else. Do you have hobbies? What do you enjoy doing? Well, I have started um, teaching voice um, over the last two years, and it's something I really enjoy. Okay. So my spare time every once in a while, it's not, I don't do it every day. Um, I don't have time to people that um, have hopes and dreams and jaded and, <laughs> and just love music and want to learn. And so I really enjoy watching them grow. And being a part of that, um, I enjoy teaching all the technical things about, you know, reading techniques and all of that. Um, but what I enjoy doing, just chill, I'm a model home stalker. <laughs> <laughs> a model home stalker? I used to do yes. that, too. I'm not going to lie. Go in and say, ooh, I love this. I could see my stuff right? here. <laughs> I do. I even ask who the paint colors of the houses. And I don't do anything with it. Nothing has changed in my house in like years. Like it's not like I'm in the middle of like remodeling my house or something. Um, I just love it. It's so much fun. It is. Actually, like to go and just drive to all the model homes and check out, you know, the new design tips and they're just decorated so beautifully and what what are the trends and it's like being like. Putting yourself in HGTV, that's what it is for me. It's like stepping into <laughs> that world. <laughs> I am. I that's actually one of my favorite favorite games is Design Home. When they got the home and garden televisions, they've got all the latest little trends and everything. And you get to design it. Floor plans since I was a kid. Like I don't. I just am. I'm just weird like that. I, Me I too. Love, like, <laughs> I don't do anything with it, but it's just 
I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I want to thank you for being a new guest. It's been a blast having you on. And for our audience, if you like this episode, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe so you can keep up with all the new guests. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes, you can on our anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. Now, this podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, all streaming services. I think we're available. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, yeah, so this is Don Piercy signing off. And Sherry Oakley. Oh, and Celebre Media uh, TV. Yes, Syndicated TV Network. Can't forget them. So (laughs) until next time, keep it real.